Hi, welcome to 442 FM. We're in Kazan, and uh, we've got a special guest with us here today. It's Jachum Kapteis, uh, Dutch, g'day, uh, Dutch sports reporter uh, with uh, significant insight into Bert van Marwijk and Gus uh, Kidding before him. Uh, also got uh, regular um, John Davidson and myself, uh, 442 editor Kevin Ayres. Um Tell us what you can about Bert. What, what should, what's the most important thing we should know about Bert van Marvik? Yeah, I think Bert is a little different than who's hitting. Uh, he's more um, a coach who's not so much with the media involved and not so much of, um, yeah, how do you say, um, making a good good story for the media. But he's a real uh, good um, coach and very tactically very strong. That's his big quality. He proved that yeah. in the past. He has got the ability to to make tactical changes in a team uh, really work and really bring success. And therefore, I think um, yeah, it might be a very good choice from the Australian Football Federation to to choose for for Bet for Marwijk for this short term project. He, he does carry that stigma, that reputation from the the 2010 final. That's not symptomatic. That's not. What he is best for, though. Uh, tell me more. What, what is his actual football style? Yeah, um, yeah. What I say, technically, he's very strong. So he can really read what's what's necessary for a team. And he had teams in the past who played very offensively, but he also uh, built teams which were uh, very much in control. He's a coach who likes to be in control. That's that's one of the the major things of his um, uh, his tactical plan. And um, uh, so, but but he's got the, uh, many styles, and he's not a real defensive coach or a real offensive coach. Yeah? Uh, but he's always um, uh, looking to the occasion and and then choosing what's best for the team at that point. So he just basically adapts to whatever yeah. he's got to work with, mm-hmm. and also what he's facing. Yeah. yeah, he's not a coach with this philosophy, and always uh, every team has to play in this philosophy. For instance, Van Gaal in the past, not not the last years, but um, the young Van Gaal was such a coach. You know, every team had to fit in this in this uh, this plan of him. And um, and Bert is more, um, yeah, looking what's what's the best for the for this situation. He, he seems a complete a polar opposite to Ange Postecoglou, who sort of was no matter what team I have to play yeah. this way in every game and help yeah. it with it. No, yeah, that's, that's not the way uh, Bert is, is working. And he's very interested in all tactical um, facets of the, of the game, and um, he's he's, uh, he's always talking about it and thinking about it, reading about it, and. Uh, that's that's is uh, that, that's one of the one of the, um, the things he interested uh, he's interested in the most. Have you heard from him or his family about what his initial reaction has been to the these Australian players he's got to work with? Yeah, he, he is very um, positive about this Australian team, about the the, the open-minded and uh, very um, constructive way they're working. Um, he says no, there's no need of, 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 of pushing them or anything, you know, they are very committed and very professional. So, um, no, he's, uh, he's very enthusiastic about, about the squad and how they want, want to work with his ideas and with his plans. So, um, until now, he's very satisfied about that. And from your perspective of what you've seen of them and the friendlies and the, the training, what do you think? Uh, what's your own impression? Yeah, I think you can see um, uh, the, a line he, uh, 
he has been uh, choosing. Uh, if you see the Norway match and you compare it with the last two matches, uh, Czech Republic and um, Hungary, there's, uh, there's quite a quite a big difference. Yeah? And he, uh, he surely already made a clear plan. And also with players, he, he picked already some players and and and, and make make uh, difficult choices already. And it's it's not easy because it's such such a short term. And normally you you do that for in a longer period of time, and and and, and then you. You can make two steps, um, one step forward and two steps back, and uh, you know. But not, this is a pro- process in which he has, has got to make a, a high speed. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things that certainly impressed me is that one, he's made bold decisions and bringing in players like Daniel Arzani and uh, Andrew Naboot, starting him up front. Um, but he's also willing to admit where he might just have got it wrong first time round and brought Jamie McLaren in yeah. after initially dropping him from the squad. Yeah. Um, is that again, you know, uh, just the kind of person that Bert is? He's... Yeah, but I think in general, uh, coaches in Holland they are not um, impressed by age and um, status of the players so much. And um, I think Bert is not the only one. There are a lot of them. Uh, Hus also is one. If there's a young, talented player, whatever age he has. He thinks he can fit in. He can do the job. Then he then he will make the choice. You know, that's they're, they're not always thinking. Oh, he's he's not uh, not uh, old enough, or he's not experienced enough, or he doesn't have the status to be to be there. So yeah, he uh, he brought in those two young young players. Or Naput uh, is not that young, but not a player who was in the squad. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that, that's uh, that's I think can be refreshing. For, for a squad or for the team. Definitely. We, we always read about in the past of the Dutch national team and when Bert was in charge about the, the competing egos with your, your Van der Vaarts and your Snyders and your Van Persies. Obviously, yeah. he's managed those players. And, yeah, I mean, managing the Australian team, is that a bit of a walk in park, uh, walk in the park in comparison? Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah, that was, that was um, not an easy job because what you say were a lot of personalities, uh, players who were together already for a very long time, also yeah. in the youth teams. And there was some rivalry between some players already from the youth teams who will be number one, who will be in lead, who will, hey, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, he did a wonderful job and, and it was, was what you say complicated. So many characters and uh, players who are uh, the best at their clubs. So they think they should be also the number one <laughs> at the national team. And um, yeah, it was, um, it was a wonderful job. He, uh, he performed with the national team in, in 2010. Yeah. That 2010, it, there is a, uh, it carries a, there's a cloud over it for the rest of the world yeah. because of the way things played out. In Holland, do you how do how do the locals feel about it? No, I think there was there was some discussion because it was not uh, the way uh, the Holland team played in the past. You know, with this mm. very offensive and very uh, stylish football, uh, it was uh, yeah, it was fight, a fighting fighting game, and it was all everything was. Um, yeah, you see yeah, the, the 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 individual class of some players. That was the thing which should make the difference. And all the others were working very hard and were were ta- tackling very hard. It was not not the real Dutch school yeah, as as we know it. But um, I think in general the people were um, yeah are aware that it's 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 in the old way it's not possible anymore to come that far. And you need. You need to adapt to, to to modern football and to what's needed in this this play, um, especially when you don't have uh, only quality players. Eh? It was a team with some quality players, but 
also some normal players. And if you compare with Spain, they had, I think, uh, maybe 11 quality players. And then you need to adapt to the, to the game and then you need to, to show some different uh, play. And they did and, and they were successful. So in Holland, it's more the success, which everyone remembers especially now because we are not successful <laughs> at all anymore. So um, uh, now he's, he's really, everyone is uh, really, he's really on his top. Everyone remembers what happened uh, eight mm. years ago and four years ago, of course, because there was a good tournament also. Mm. And, uh, and, and, and where we are now, nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, um, he's brought quite a big Dutch entourage into the, uh, yeah. into the soccer who's coaching staff. There's 33 people in the uh, Socceroos backroom staff. Yep. A lot of those are FFA guys, but there is a large number of Dutch ones yep. that he's brought in and is paying for out of his own pocket. Is there a, a dual mission here, a dual project where he wants to do the best for Australia, but he's also trying to help maybe kickstart Mark van Bommel's career as a coach? Yeah. I don't think that's the that's the main reason. Um, he denies that he pays for those guys himself. Right. Okay. He, he says it's not true. But okay. are they just not being paid? I think they're being paid. Maybe I don't know. I don't know how it. Uh, I didn't speak about it with them. Maybe they had some budget, and and they say the, the, you can have this part. Right. And okay. if, if you want to have more assistance, then your part is a little small. Maybe, but I right. don't know. I didn't hear anything about it. Uh, from from Bert himself, um, I think the main reason is that, um, and especially while it's such a short term project, is that he wants to work with people he knows very well. And and he, he said um, with just a blink of the eye, uh, the guys uh, know exactly what I want, and we don't have so much uh, time to lose. So um, with a video analyst, I already uh, worked with that's easier for me than to get to know someone new and to you know there's also some process which which takes some time um so i think that's the main uh reason why he brought in those people he was already working with them most of them uh, at saudi arabia so it's already a team mm. you know and yeah that's that's i think the main uh the main reason uh who's hitting uh, brought in also some some people of uh, he he knew and some Dutch people and so it's not very uncommon I mm. think for a new coach to oh I think yeah I mean I think but, any but coach. yeah you get a very big staff now that's uh, that's true and, we're and, still and, carrying a lot of the uh, the original Socceroos yeah. back mm. yeah. backroom staff from Angie's days are still there and as how well. do they, I I think it can be complicated how those people react and can they still do the work and I don't know but it's um, I can. It does I, seem I like a lot of chefs. That, I, I can't say that, but uh, yeah, you got a lot of people on the on 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 the pitch, and um, but um, yeah, he thinks he he needs them for this uh, for this project, and I don't think Mark van Bommel really needs such kind of um, how do you say an impulse for his career. Uh, yeah. Mark van Bommel had a very big career as a player, sure. and just started as a coach, and. Um, but um, he, he already had opportunities to work with big teams because of his name and mm, reputation. And uh, he made the choice to do it in, in, in small steps and to build it up in a, in a, in a, in a, in a quiet way. So I don't think that that's the main reason to... Sure. to uh, yeah, maybe an additional reason there? No, it's just something they already um, 
Uh, spoke, just... spoke about uh, at the family table that in the future when Mark uh, was becoming trainer that it would be fun and would be nice to work together uh, in, in a project. And that was at first Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But the Saudi Arabia project ended uh, um, yeah, not in the way they, 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 prematurely. they would like. <laughs> and then uh, this, uh, they pro- prolonged the, the cooperation at, uh, at Australia. We've obviously had in Australia a huge amount of Dutch coaches yeah. over the years, particularly in the last 12 years with Pim and Hiddink, but John van Skip along in the A-League. Yeah. And what, what do you think uh, it is about the, the Dutch mentality and the Australian mentality that sort of gels or that, you know, Australian players, there's obviously been a lot of Australian players who played in, in Holland as well, that yeah. there seems to be a bit of a similar culture or mentality? Yeah. I think uh, it's also uh, because of uh, the way it started. It started with Guus Hiddink and mm-hmm. that was quite a success. And um, Guus is also someone who... Um, when someone of the FFA calls him and, uh, and asks, uh, "Who do? What do you think of a, a new coach?" and he, he knows, uh, when he knows some people, he will uh, mention their names. You know, so it's also because of the good entrance of whose mm. other coaches came to Australia. Mm. I think. Yeah. Uh, Pim van Beek, for instance, worked together with Hus with yeah. South Korea, and I, I guess he, he will. Uh, will have promoted uh, Pim uh, at the FFA when when there was a mm-hmm. uh, when there was a job to do or I don't know exactly how things went. And uh, yeah, what I hear from Gus and also from Bert is that uh, the mentality of the Australians and uh, mentality uh, in Holland um, fits together well yeah. because they are um, yeah, quite open and 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 um, telling what uh, what their opinion is about uh, about some topics and, and not uh, you know that, that that fits in well that's that's mm. what they say yeah up to now um the talk within the squad has generally been that uh, we're going to be very compact and counter-attacking pressing yeah. uh against france do you think uh, we'll pull anything out for the other two games uh, something different for the other two games or is that pretty much the way that we're probably going to play our group stage I don't know exactly, but I, I guess that that will be the the, the starting ID, and, yeah. then, and and then maybe against Denmark and Peru playing a much a little more offensively. But this this organization, the, the, the building a wall, <laughs> that that will be a starting point, and that's normal. I think I think uh, all all three opponents are higher on the on the ranking and are expected more of. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, in fact, uh, normally the, those those three opponents should be uh, favorite in the match. So uh, you you and then you start to to make a good organization and 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 and, and already when you have a good organization, you can attack yourself. So you mentioned before when we we're talking in training about your conversations with Burton, certain players that he's been impressed with in the Socceroos and the likes of Bayich and Luongo. Is there yeah. any others that? You think, yeah, that he's talked about, or that he that he yeah. thinks. Uh... No, he said no. A lot of players, he uh, he's, 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 he's he's very positive about and um, how they're how they're doing, and um, yeah, it's some some difficult positions. At the right back position was difficult, and now he's risen on that position. Uh, he tried some uh, other players on that position, but it wasn't a big success. Yeah, um, but it's what I said. It's a very short term. This this yeah. process normally you you take some uh, half a year or maybe a year as, as as a national team coach to build a team and, and then you you can um, try two or three players you can try on the position and mm-hmm. uh, yeah now he only is uh, has uh, had four um, test matches before the real work is starting so yeah. 
Yeah. You, you, Do you think he spurned the opportunity for at least one more uh, warm-up match? Yeah. Uh, do you think that might have been a mistake in hindsight? Yeah. Uh, in, in in his point of view, not. <laughs> um, he said um, um, that it was in this at this point very important to have um, a good um, two three weeks to pr- preparation, especially in Turkey, to do a lot of uh, physical stuff, but mm. also this tactical plan. Um, it needs some training to 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 get this tactical plan in, in into the into the squad into the team, and. Um, he still says it's a very good uh, idea not to to have three test matches, and especially going back to Australia, uh, because you've got what jet lag, you've got uh, traveling that should have um, yeah, cost maybe six, seven days, and that was yeah. time he didn't want to lose. So. Do you think uh, out of the squad and what you've seen of them so far, is there anyone in there that you think that would fit well into their Eredivisie that's not there already? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, the young kid, Azani, because we got a lot of young, talented players who've come to Holland, and it's a nice starting point for a career in Europe with, mm. uh, from Holland to go to a, to a bigger league. So maybe that's interesting for him in the future. I don't know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we had uh, we had a lot. Uh, we had Wilkshire and we had, uh, Yeah, and Trent Sainsbury, Peck Wally, Brett Edmonton, Tommy Orr and Brett Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe uh, Graham Arnold even in, in the old yes. <laughs> And David Mitchell oh, yes. in the much yeah. older days. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's been a lot. And, uh, and even the Milicic, uh, the, the assistant yeah. uh, yes. coach, Trent, right. also in, in, in Eredivisie. It's interesting with Arnold because he's always sort of claimed himself as a disciple of Hiddink and that he learned yeah. so much. And obviously he will take over after Bert, so the Dutch yeah, influence the Dutch could continue continues. on. Yeah, yeah. continue to. Yeah. Um, the, uh, one last thing, we've yet to see Bert front the media. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he notoriously media shy or just this is just he's got too many other things to do right now? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, probably they, they made some talks about it with the FFA, what's necessary to do or not. Um He's not what I what I already said. He's not like Hus, who is always uh, with, with media and, and 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 making a lot of time and and he's more busy with his work and very focused on that. And um, media is something; it's an obligation, and um, yeah, he will uh, he will do the obligation what was needed in his in his point of view and in the point of view of FFA. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's how he is. <laughs> I don't think it will uh, it'll, uh, will will help, uh, will change a lot in the, within the, the next uh, few weeks. Sure. Final thing: score prediction for Saturday, Australia versus France. Yeah, I think uh, two nil. Two Australia, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I think France. Just just not especially. I hope that, but uh, I think uh, yeah. normally France will be too uh, too strong for for Australia. I think you're probably right. No, I don't think anyone would disagree. To be honest, yeah. thank you very much for your time. It's very much appreciated. Okay. Some great insight there. Really, okay. really appreciated. Okay. Thank you, John. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Thanks again. Speak to you again. Uh, listening next time. We'll have another one for you in a few days' time. Cheers. Cheers.